Super Talk Mississippi Media Production. You're listening to Thunder and Lightning on Super Talk Mississippi. Covering Mississippi State sports like nobody else. Sports Talk Mississippi's Brian Haydad, along with Joel Coleman of the Starkville Daily News, give you an inside look at the Bulldogs on the field, the court, and the diamond. Now, get ready for Thunder and Lightning. This is Thunder and Lightning here on Super Talk Mississippi. Brian Haydad and Joel T. Coleman here with you on a Sunday afternoon. We are glad that you have decided to join us at supertalk.fm or wherever it is you get your podcast from. We certainly do appreciate that. Appreciate all our listeners, especially our servicemen and women who are out there taking care of us. I want to thank our sponsors at Strange Brew Coffee House and Churn and Spoon Ice Cream. I believe Churn and Spoon has uh, has, has has shut down and all this, I mean, which makes sense. I mean, there's no drive-through available there. There's and you can't really do. There is a but though. There's a but. Yes. Okay, tell me the but. Um, unless something has changed, when I read Shane's post, mm-hmm. you can still get like pints and things okay. through, through the drive-through yeah. window at Strange. But there's Brew. just no way to like call ahead and order a Sunday. Yeah. You know, it just that just doesn't work. So I, I get that they're going to be back up and running very soon. But yeah, definitely keep them going. Ice cream is a good thing in this time. You know, you you need you need to treat yourself a little bit here and there. And like we said, Strange Brew is still up and running. Caffeine's a good thing in this time. Drive-through, walk-up window over on University Drive. So make sure you're supporting your local businesses as much as you can. We want to keep those guys going. We want them there when we come back to normal. So check them out now. Also, don't forget, over at College Corner, you can shop online at collegecornerstore.com and check out their new revamped and much better website. They've really done a lot of great improvements to make your shopping experience a lot easier. And, of course, it's going to be a great experience when you work with College Corner because they have the biggest and best selection of Mississippi State merchandise. When you get back up here this fall, you're going to want to look good. You're going to want to look sharp. You want to have that brand-new MSU polo on. Time to get it now. Do it while the getting's good over at College Corner and shop online at collegecornerstore.com. The greatest Bulldog bracket is now complete. Our play-in games have been decided, and let's look at those results. Uh, i got to be totally honest with you here, Joel. The Dante Jones-Buck uh, Showalter matchup was a lot closer than I thought it would be. I really thought Dante was going to dominate that. Did not. One by fifty-two to forty-eight margin, so close. I mean, you're talking about thirteen hundred votes. I mean, what about uh, maybe seven to six there? You know, that's. I'm surprised. Are you surprised by that? Uh not really, because I know how baseball crazy this fan base it's is. True, and if you put a baseball guy uh, up against anybody, it's gonna be. I mean, he's going to have a chance because the, this this fan base is so rabid about its baseball. And Buck Showalter's and a guy whose name, I mean, until recently he was in the major leagues manage, managing teams. And, and, you know, I don't know that his career's done. He may uh, have some more managing in his future. So, I mean, he's a guy that's still relevant. He's a baseball guy. Not, not too surprised. It wouldn't have surprised me had he won the thing, to be honest with you. That was my vote. I voted for, for old Buck. But uh, I got overruled by you and uh, all the Dante Jones lovers. And let's be honest, we're all Dante Jones lovers. It's yeah. just you had to pick I somebody. Vote. I didn't vote in this poll, so you don't have you're not well, up against me. Since it's fifty two forty eight, your vote would not have wouldn't have made swung any difference. Things anyway, and yeah. you would have voted for the guy that won anyway. So exactly. So 
So Dante Jones advances into the uh, regional. The uh, he's in this this bracket. We'll be doing uh, we'll be doing his his bracket side of the bracket on Thursday, and that's our plan. By the way, we're going to do these brackets two a week. Uh, we'll do the first half on uh, Thursday on what on Monday or Sunday Monday show, and then the second half on Thursday. So we get you know we got to try to spread it out as best we can, but we also want to keep you guys interested and gives you guys plenty of time to vote. We don't want to just have you know one day everybody shows up and, and calls it a day. So Dante Jones will advance. He's in the Lee Hall uh, Regional. He is taking on Ethan Small in the first round. That, like I said, that'll be come up on uh, on Thursday. The other side of the uh, the bracket in the Chapel of Memories uh, Regional, Nate Lowe has advanced sixty uh, percent to forty percent over Anriel Howard. By the way, like I said, thirteen hundred votes apiece in these polls. So thank you guys for uh, for participating. Uh, I'm not surprised by the result. A little surprised by the margin. Uh, I, as far as do you feel like it's closer than you thought it was going to be, or more of a it was, one-sided? It was, it was a little more one side. I thought it would be closer. You know, I wonder if if Anril was hurt a little bit by there were other stars on that team. Like she wasn't the the star. I mean, you had Tara and things, and so she well, was. I mean, she was below the star on his no, team. No, no, that's true. Um, but again. I go back to what I was saying. You put a baseball guy on there, the baseball blood in this fan base. I mean, there is a, you know, the the Mississippi State thing. I guess Bob kind of said it, and when he was around, I don't remember. Was it Bob or Dak that started that? We don't have fans; we have family. That, thing? Was, that was Dak. So, uh, you know, wow. Who would have ever thought you would have? If if Bob had come up with that, he might have been a one seed. So, uh, anyway, um, that really rings true. Well, it rings true in all of them to some extent, but I, I feel like with baseball too, there, there's just such a connectivity. Whether it's the lounge and these guys reaching over the fence, and there's like a, it, it really is something unique. And so I think when you put a baseball guy in this bracket, they're going to have a chance. Well, and, we'll and in Nate Lowe's case, he didn't just have a chance; he rolled. So yeah, well, we'll see where that takes us. All right, so that means we are we've got the bracket set 100 percent now, and we're ready to move forward. We're going to do the top half today of the Lee Hall bracket. And what we're going to do is just we're going to go through each matchup, talk about each guy, give you our thoughts, and uh, and and you know, in case you know, because there's some of you who might not know, especially some of these lower seats, you might not know who these people are. So, you know, we, we're going to do that, and then we'll have the polls out. Uh, I guess I'll do them later this afternoon, uh, and then we will uh, let those run until Thursday. I guess Wednesday evening, because that's when we'll record for Thursday. And then we'll have them run uh, the polls. The next day we'll run Thursday through uh, the weekend. All right. So, like I said, we're gonna we're gonna explain all of these guys, and I think the guy who probably needs the most explanation is right here in this first matchup. Yeah. This Dak Prescott guy. Yeah. Um, not not really a well known guy. Uh, I know. Came out of uh, state down south of us and uh, Cuba. Uh, a little north. <laughs> okay. Of, <laughs> I would say it's it's west before I said anything oh, else. To south, southwest, southwest. Yeah, yeah that sure. would have been. We better. can live with that. Um, anyway, <laughs> uh, dead south of Mississippi, probably in the South America. Came up to Starkville and worked hard. He, he did work hard. There's no question <laughs> about that. Uh, yeah, we ended I up making something. Of if you don't know who Dak Prescott is and you're a Mississippi State fan, I have terrible news for you. You're not actually a Mississippi State fan. Yeah, it's kind of like uh, you, you, are, you enjoy church, but when somebody mentions God, you're like, "Who's that? Who? Bible? Who? What is the Bible? Who?" Yeah, so yeah. Dak Prescott. Now the I guy just, he's matched I just up. Compared with. Dak to the creator of all things, but 
So I don't know if he's I mean, that level, but it's close. It's it, it, in some Mississippi <laughs> State fans, it's close. Uh, he has matched up against Gary Frank. Gary Frank is, if we were doing this based on like just athleticism, he might be a, he would be a much higher seed. This is a guy who was good enough to be drafted into the NFL, was good enough to be a national champion shot putter here at Mississippi State, and then became a world renowned strongman. We talked about him a little bit on uh, I think on on the show where we we debuted this because that was Thursday where he at one time held the world bench press record uh, at 926 pounds. I don't know if that's still the record or not, uh, but he held it at one point. I'm going to say it's up there. Yeah. Um. If you if you want to do yourself a favor and uh, and check this dude out, I mean, like a picture of him, he, he, is, a, he is a massive human being. We'll just put it that way. Uh, like his shoulders could be heads. Like his, the deltoids, the neck muscles. If, if if eyeballs popped out of those things, nobody would be surprised. Just a massive human being. But like I said, he played a couple years in the NFL as well. So what you're saying is, if if he and Dak Prescott got in a fight, got in a fight, um, you're in trouble, Dak. Yeah, you're you're, you're it's not going to be good for you, my friend. Uh, <laughs> that's I mean, we, we we know where this is going to go, obviously. You know, Gary Frank also, you know, member of the Mississippi uh, State Hall of Fame. Um, you know, just a big time player. I don't know. I don't know what what they're lifting here, but he was the first to total in in powerlifting ceremony in powerlifting competitions to total twenty five hundred, twenty six hundred, and twenty twenty six, twenty five, twenty six, twenty seven, and twenty eight hundred plus pounds. So what are they lifting? Deadlift, squat. Yeah, that'd be my guess. And bench press. I don't. I don't know. You'd have to get a powerlifting expert on here. I'm just a, I'm just surely a, somebody who listens to the show does a little powerlifting. So or has done it in the past. We're familiar with it. So if you know the answer, that's what you would think it was, right? You know, like the thing about like the high school days, we maxed out it was bench, uh, squat, squat and leg press. We didn't do deadlift. So, so but I, deadlift seems like it's more or maybe it could be something like power clean or something. I don't I don't know the answer. I do know that 2800 pounds is a ton of weight. Literally, it is literally over a ton. And his bench press, he had the highest master, the highest master's bench press in powerlifting history, nine hundred and twenty-six pounds. NCAA national champion as a shot putter, made the U.S. Olympic team, but was not allowed to compete because he played in the Senior Bowl as a football player. So it could have been an Olympian. Played nose tackle, drafted by the by the Denver Broncos, played in NFL Europe in the Arena League, and now he's the president. Of the, I guess this is the American Powerlifting Federation, the APF. So, guys lived a hell of a life, and I thought, like I said, when you take everything into account for him, I felt like he definitely deserved to be on this list. Yeah, and uh, for, for one week, I was going to say it's unfortunate for him that yeah, he's, he's matched up. He's with got three more days on the list. The guy that if he doesn't win this whole shebang, that said, if he puts to- out a video that says I will come and find Brian and Joel unless I win, well, buddy, we're going to have to rig something. And we're going to set up about 20,000 fake Twitter accounts and start voting for this man. Because I'm not dealing with that. So, all right. Uh, Do you know that... I'm just sitting here thinking about this. I know we talked about this the other day, that his bench press record would basically be like three of you. Yeah. So that means that, in theory, he could put one of you in each arm and just... And, and probably do reps. Bench it, yeah. Do reps. He could probably just bench me. I mean, you think about it, I weigh I weigh over three bills, right? 
that's a, I mean, that's something like if you can bench 300 pounds, that's a lot of weight, right? Yeah. Imagine doing it like 20 times. He probably could. <laughs> Mercy. That's a ton. I mean, that's a lot of weight. 2,800 pounds. I mean, just figure, let's assume the bench was, let's say the 2,800 is where you got the 926 bench, right? We still have 1,900 pounds to divvy up between squat and, uh, and deadlift. What can you squat? Do you squats? Uh, I don't do I don't do heavy weight squats. Deadlift, but I mean, yeah. I, I, no, I mean I, I do 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 I do do squats. I do do squats. I do do squats. I bet if you tried um, to do an eight hundred pound squat, you would do do. But I <laughs> come right out. <laughs> Get that right. Um, it, it is nowhere in that vicinity. I'll say that. Hi, some some high rep high repetition squatting is what I do. I but. believe it. All right. Well, the winner of that matchup will take on the 8-9 winner here in the Lee Hall Regional. And this is our first bit of controversy because we had Jamont Gordon as the 8 seed against Chad Bumpus as the 9 seed, who reached out to me personally to let me know he was not pleased with his seed. Um, I mean, he's the second highest rated receiver uh, on the list. He's I don't have the all-time leading receiver at MSU on this bracket. Fred Ross is not on this bracket. Just him and Moltz. Um I thought that was a, a fair seed for Bumpus. You know, did you? Do you not agree? I agree. I think Chance, I agree. I think he's just he's just he's just been around Brandon Walker too long back the, in the well, day. Well, there's that for sure. But also, I shout think, out Chad's mom. Hey, <laughs> mama. Uh, but also, you know, I think that uh, Chad was looking at my, me and him being good friends. And thought she thought him I might boost. give him a little bump. A no, friendly, sir. Friendly boost. All all of this is is unbiased by the committee. Jamont Gordon was a monster uh, back in the day. No question about that. Uh, just a guy who could impose his will on the basketball court. Uh, as far as, like, you think about, like, some of the great duos in MSU basketball. You think about Super D and, and, and Eric Dampier, right? But Super D was not the point guard. They weren't feeding off each other as much. Jamont Gordon and Charles Rhodes, that was a duo. They fed off each other. Um, Jamont Gordon may have the most spectacular be part of the most spectacular play in MSU basketball. If you just had one play, and I'm not talking about like a, a big play, I'm just talking about just in terms of wow factor. The no-look pass, helicopter pass against Ole Miss that turned into the monster Charles I mean, who hasn't seen that, right? <laughs> I, I know for a fact that I have watched it somewhere between six and 1,032 times on YouTube. Somewhere in that range. Uh, but Chad Bumpus, on the other hand, Chad Bumpus was the first star of the Mullen era, I think. Is that fair? Because Anthony Dixon had already been here. Yeah. Um, just thinking. <sighs> Chris Ralph kind of became a star there for for a year. Uh, I don't know if you, he's not Bumpus though. I mean, I think that's fair. I, I don't know who else who who else would you put into that that realm with him. Ralph, Bumpus, because Ballard was the next year, so that wouldn't count. I mean, we're talking about, I want to go from his first team, Fletcher Cox, maybe. But Fletcher Cox wasn't as big as an impact freshman as was uh, Chad Bumpus. You know, Bumpus was the guy. Remember, the first play of the Jackie, of the, the Dan Mullen era was the, the reverse pass that Bumpus threw. You know, and, and he was the guy that wasn't going to come to Mississippi State until Dan Mullen was hired. So to me, yeah. I mean, Ralph again. Ralph was already there too. Yeah. So to me, yeah. For me, I'm going to say that that 
Chad Bumpus is the first star of 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 what is you know the rebirth of Mississippi State football in two thousand nine. Uh, let's see here. Let's see. Bumpus would have played in two bowl games. Gordon played in just one NCAA tournament. Is that right? I believe that's correct. His senior year, they lost in the round of thirty two to Memphis. Did he play as a senior? Am I remembering that right? Or did he leave early? He left early, didn't he? I thought that he did. You're making me look it up. Yeah. You'd... Bad pod, but guess what? It's still well, pod. It, it is. You're, still, you're still getting it is, It's just one of those things that you know it gets you going there. Uh, let's see here. Played 05, 06, 06, 07, 07. Yeah, he left as a junior. Yeah, yeah he forgot when it didn't, didn't get selected in the, in the NBA draft, but has made a boatload of money uh, playing overseas. Has been a uh, a champion in, in a couple of leagues, Russian league, Turkish league. Uh, it was the Final Four MVP of the Adriatic League, Croatian league. I mean, the guy has been a, a he made a good he made a good living over there, uh, playing overseas. And yeah, two great Bulldogs. This will be a very tight matchup. I think this will be decided by by a few votes. If I had to guess, I feel like Bumpus has more of a I don't want to say Jamont Gordon is no longer relevant that's wrong to say it but I feel like there's more of a relevancy to Bumpus between the podcast that he did with Brandon mm-hmm. between uh, him coaching and, right. you and just things, don't see you just don't see Jamont Gordon, don't see Jamont anymore. Gordon anymore. and so I think that, that the name Chad Bumpus and it's football which football still king you know I, I kind of think he's if you made me predict I think he comes out of this but yeah, we'll I agree. see I agree. All right, let's move on over to the other side of the uh, the top half of this region, and that's going to be brought to you by our good friends over at Welcome Home Beef. Welcome Home Beef hooked me up, by the way. Got some of their uh, – they, they cooked some roast beef, sliced it super thin, made some fantastic sandwiches with that this weekend. Um, so, remember, they will bring the your, your your order right out to your car. They do delivery. So, again, within this era of social distancing – they're going to help you do that. But if you got to socially distance, why not socially distance with USDA prime beef? That's what I'm trying to – that's the message I'm trying to get across. All right? Cows got to die. You know, don't – don't don't you know, they got to go. We need the oxygen at this point. Get rid of the cows. Eat them. I don't know. But if you're going to eat cows, eat locally sourced cows that have been grain-fed – Processed here in Starkville by Mississippi State University. It's all good. It's all kept locally done in this time of, of, of need for local businesses. They're another one that's going to be helping you out. So call them at 662-418-2021. Stop by at 329 University Drive or just look them up online, facebook.com slash welcomehomebeef. Place your order with them. They can ship anywhere in the state of Mississippi. Just let them know. And just remember, when it comes to Welcome Home Beef, it just tastes good. All right. Let's look at the 5-12 matchup here. Always good for an upset. Potentially have one here. Eric Dampier is the five seed. Since Bailey Howell, Eric Dampier has been MSU's most successful NBA player. No question about that. Made a ton of money. Played a lot of years in the NBA. Played well in the NBA. Played for what, the Pacers and the Mavericks, the Warriors. Um, and, of course, is tied to the most successful basketball team in Mississippi State history, um, first round draft pick, a guy you still see around. I mean, it's the Dampier Rule of Court right over there at the uh, Myers facility. So he's been a a generous benefactor to Mississippi State. 
native Mississippian, Lawrence County High School. That's another thing people forget was the the I, I, I remember it very vividly the dream game or whatever they called it when they had uh, you know Murrah had gone undefeated and won five A. And Lawrence County had gone undefeated and won 4A, and so they played a special game after the state championships. And Lawrence County won that game, I believe, behind Vandale Thomas, who also played in the Mississippi State, didn't make the bracket, and uh, a junior, Eric Dampier. And then, of course, comes Mississippi State. Great player for three years, uh, Sweet 16, Final Four. What's not to like about his resume? You got a, do you have a, you, I don't know how old you are, but do you have a good Dampier memory that you want to throw out? Well, it's, it's not really specific Dampier as it is just that, that Final Four team. Because my family, I don't come from a, a family where like mom and daddy were just humongous sports fans. I mean, it, there were times where it was on TV and, you know, kind of kept up, know who won, that kind of thing. But mm-hmm. they weren't like diehard. But I can remember sitting there during that Final Four run watching full games with mm-hmm. mama and daddy you know, uh, around the TV. And, of course, Dampier was a part of that. So um, when it comes to basketball, that was the only time in my life that I can remember sitting around like as a family watching basketball. Um, So I will always kind of have a special spot for not just Dampier, but that entire 96 Final Four run was was really cool. Obviously, I was in college when that happened. Yeah, because you're old. Yes, that's right. Yes, God has seen fit to keep me on this earth this long. <laughs> uh, but of course, I you know I went to most. Of, I'm a, I don't think I missed a single home game of his uh, in those two years. I don't think that uh, I made a lot of road games, and obviously I made the trip uh, to Lexington for the the Elite Eight game. So I saw a lot of Eric Dampier. Uh, I I have a funny memory of him. I remember going downstairs to the arcade that used to be in the Union, and he was doing the free throw game, the the <laughs> Papa shot, and I'm just like. Really? He could probably just about dunk that, just reach He probably could. He could have just reached across and called it a day. Another guy whose games I have seen plenty of is the 12th seed in here, and that's Nick Fitzgerald. Of course, as we know, the all-time leading rusher among SEC quarterbacks. uh, What, two bowl games uh, in his time here? Didn't get to play on one of them because of an injury. We won't go down that road. Um, Had the misfortune of being the guy – who had to fa- follow the guy. Yeah. I think if Nick Fitzgerald's career didn't directly spawn out of Zach Prescott's final days, he, people would remember him. A, a, a polarizing he, guy. He is. He, he is. He may be, if, if this was a bracket to determine the most polarizing athletes in Mississippi State history, he may win the thing. No, he wouldn't win, but he'd be, in the, he'd be up there. <laughs> I know who would win. Dante Walker would win. <laughs> and it would not even be close. At least that's who I'd vote for. Um, Him and Rodney Hood. But th- there's a segment of fans that will never uh, forgive is the wrong word, but will always hold against Nick that just where he came in the lineage there. He came in the lineage of, but also just. Him and and the Moorhead thing, and yeah. it just didn't work. Wasn't and, his and he fault. Couldn't, I mean, he wasn't the world's greatest passer. And is there any question in anybody's mind that if Dan Mullen stays for 2018, that Nick Fitzgerald is? I mean, he's not going to be all SEC because Tua. Yeah, but don't tell me that kid wasn't going to have another huge. Oh, year. he was about to. Yeah, yeah. And, and no, no telling what that team does. Yeah, it's different. And and then he's his entire legacy at states. If if Mullen stays and they go ten and two. His his legacy, 
is is it's right up there with Dak. In my opinion, Nick Fitzgerald, and he's not seated that way, but in my opinion, Nick Fitzgerald is the second greatest quarterback in Mississippi State history. Um, he won a ton of big games. He beat LSU. He was two and one in the Egg Bowl, and the only one he lost, he didn't get to finish. And there is again, there is zero question in my mind that State wins the game with Nick Fitzgerald. Yeah. You know, and the two times he got to play Ole Miss fully, he embarrassed them. Yeah. The final score of those games was a combined. Uh, 90-23 in Oxford. Just owned them. The biggest issue here, though, with Nick is the comparison to Dak. And it, him coming after you can't him. Get her, can't get her and, and, and they were different people, even. I yeah. mean, Dak had the... Just there was an aura about Dak, and, and, and that's our guy, and, and the way he came across in the media. And Nick got better with the media. And I'm not saying that, that Nick was... A bad, but there was a there's a segment of fans that did not get good vibes from Nick Fitzgerald mm-hmm. and just didn't like the way he presented himself in some instances. Um, I mean, we're all connected to MSU fans. I'm connected to some MSU fans too, and uh, I would oftentimes get you know I, I got some messages from some folks that just thought he doesn't. I don't really think I'd like him in other settings. I'm like, I don't hang out with Nick, so I don't know. Nick's always was cool with me. Always but I, a great guy th- with there, us. There's yeah. always, you know, he just wasn't Dak is what I'm getting at. Exactly. That's all like, it was. Everybody was like, Dak, yeah, man, I'd love to hang out with that guy. And I don't know that everybody would have loved to have hanged out, you know, hanged out, hung out with Nick Fitzgerald just in the way that he came across. Um, that's not saying he's a bad dude. I, like I said, he was always cool with us. I like Nick. Um, but he was different. He was different than Dak. And because of the resume stuff, because of the who he came after, he will forever be polarizing. I yeah, think that's no, the, the right word for him. I don't disagree. That said, do you think he's got a shot here? Yeah, I think he's got a really good I shot, do too. to be honest with you, because football. It's football. And it, it's and so recent. The, it's, it's recent, mm-hmm. and like you just said, despite the fact he's different than Dak, he mm-hmm. may very well be the second-best quarterback in MSU history when you consider – all the rushing yardage. Yeah. And, and, I, and oh, by the way, listen, State was pretty successful. If you listen to Michael Leach on Sports Talk Mississippi the other day, he, he said something that I have said for a long, long time, and is that yards all spend the same. Yards are yards. I don't care if my quarterback can't really throw if he's going to rush for 150 yards every game. Mm-hmm. I don't care. You know, I, if he's getting get, – if he gets – I mean, is there a huge difference? Is there any difference between a quarterback who throws for 250 yards in a game and a, run, a quarterback who ru- throws for 100 and rushes for 150. Is there any difference? It's the same amount of yards. So yards are yards and points are points. That's all that matters. And Nick Fitzgerald got yards. Now we're on to the final matchup of the day, and this is the one. This is maybe this might be the best matchup of the first round. I, you can make a very strong case for it. Fred Smoot, the king of smack talk, versus Elijah McNamee. The king of the home run at the best possible moment. <laughs> this is going to be a bloodbath. People are not going to know how to vote. I'm going to get a lot of, like, I don't know who to pick. I will go ahead and tell you that you know, my plan is I'm going to try to tag as many people social media-wise as I possibly can. Fred Smoot's going to run a campaign on this. I, I will be shocked if he doesn't. Um, and I, I think that's why he's going to win. He, I mean, Fred Smoot... I mean, you're talking about a guy who hasn't played in two decades and only played two years at Mississippi State. Still, to this day, one of the most popular Bulldogs of all time. And a guy that – here's a, whenever State gets a new corner, they talk about he could be the next Smoot. They don't talk about they – don't, they don't say a lot of the next Banks or 
next Slayer, Robert Bay. It's Smoot. Smoot is the standard of cornerbacks at a university that has had a lot of good ones. <laughs> Would you agree with that? Oh, I 100% agree. I just, oh, Fred Smoot. Just everything about him, just thinking about him makes me smile. Is the he is a a, a tremendous uh, there's a tr- he's a tremendous example. My cousin Steven says this all the time. Fred Smoot is a guy that you love if he's one of yours, and you hate if he's not. Yeah. If Fred Smoot was an Ole Miss Rebel, he might be the most despised Ole Miss Rebel of all time. Well, it's it's kind of Marshall Henderson. Yes, exactly. It's just without the cocaine. <laughs> I'm just saying. You know I'm right. Um, but then on the other hand, Elijah McNamee. Part of the most incredible moments in MSU baseball in the last decade. Um, what, two walk-off home runs that we, you know that were huge? The, the incredible ninth inning uh, he had against uh, Stanford. Also had the big double the big, in, that in, we in the just game talked that we about, talked about the other day. Jake Mangum. He just delivered big hits when it was time. And a guy that was just beloved. You know? Just just a just a player that every nobody could cheer against Elijah McNamee. I think he's sort of the opposite. I think other fan bases probably love Elijah McNamee. That may be outside of Florida State and Vanderbilt. But for the most part, they're like, oh, that was a good kid. Good kid. I I, I cheered for that kid, you know? Whereas with Fred Smoon, it was like, I hated that guy. From other yeah. teams, so interesting matchup. Huh? I think I think Mac pulls the upset. Boy, I tell you what, I'm not because, gonna be, I'm not going to be the one that tells Fred he has to do it because uh, I mean we've already seen that the baseball guys are polling pretty well here on on these on these polls, and I could see where, whereas you said Smoot might kind of run his own campaign here, I could see like the Mississippi, not the official account, but. The M State baseball fan account or whatever that has a, a ton of followers, I could see a, a kind of a campaign there, or I could see a campaign of, of just you know fans that loved Elijah McNamee. There's a lot of heartstrings there. This is the one that will have the most social media uh, interference. Would be the way I would look at it because when when I tag Smoot, first off he's going to give me crap for being a four seat. I don't have a whole lot of doubt about that. And then he's going to give me crap. He's like, I'm in the same bracket with Dak. How could you do this to me? And then it's going to be like, well, now I need to win. People, some people will get on me about they like I made this regional too hard because I mean your top four are Dak, Will Clark, Tierra McCowan, and Fritz. I did it on purpose, folks. I wanted to see if somebody could compete with Dak before we got to the final four. So I put some matchups in. I mean Dak versus Fred Smoot, or even Dak versus McNamee, or could we get a Dak versus Fitzgerald? You know. And then, you know, yeah, Dak versus Will Clark or Dak versus Tierra McCowan in the, in the Elite Eight. I, want, I wanted to see if somebody could possibly stand up to him. I, did it on, I know what I'm doing. <laughs> all right. Despite the fact we all forgot Rocky Felker. I, I mostly know what I'm doing. <laughs> I have a pretty good idea. All right, so those are our four matchups today. Polls will be out uh, later this afternoon. I got I to gotta run to the grocery store, so we'll see how that goes. All right, put your mask on. Just you know, breathe through my shirt. Um and then we'll recap on Thursday, and then we'll look ahead to the the bottom half of the bracket uh, in the Lee Hall Regional, and that's just, that's going to be our our formula going forward from there. All right, tomorrow we do have a positional breakdown to get to. We're going to talk to uh, we're talk about uh, cornerbacks on tomorrow's show. Interesting uh, thing there, and then we'll figure a couple of things else out for you. We'll do a couple. We're going to try to do at least one classic game this week. Get somebody on the phone to talk about that. Um, 
Plus, we'll just sort of see where it goes. Don't forget, if you haven't already, uh, I did post the uh, interview with Coach Leach on the uh, the podcast. So if you you know if you're not used to checking Thunder and Lightning on a Saturday or a Sunday, uh, it's there now, and you can go back and listen to what Coach Leach had to say. You got some high quality stuff on the podcast uh, feed in recent days between talking to, to Mangum again and, mm-hmm. and got Coach Leach on the phone, and not to mention you and I are on there every day, every stinking day. So all right. Guys, have a great week. Again, please stay safe. Please stay, uh, you know, what's the word I'm looking for? You know, healthy. Healthy is the word I'm looking for. And, uh, sane. Stay sa- sane. Stay sane. This is only week one, guys. we got a ways to go. We're going to be here with you, though, every step of the way. For Joel T. Coleman, Woo. I'm Brian Haydad. Thanks for listening to Thunder and Lightning on Super Talk Mississippi. Talk Mississippi Media Production.